Avi Mitzrahim is Mitzrahi, forgive me, Avi, is uh, uh, one of the messianic patriarchs, what I consider to be one of the messianic patriarchs in the land, uh, really coming uh, out of the, the, the 1970s. He has an amazing testimony. I'm not sure we're going to have time for that today. I think we're going to have to have him back to share the testimony uh, connected to his family in Eastern Europe. Um, but today, uh, Avi is one of the key Messianic leaders in the land of Israel. Uh, they they have a congregational focus, humanitarian focus. They have a prayer tower in Tel Aviv that uh, several of of us uh, with um, Reconnecting Ministries have visited each year. We go there to to pray with the intercessors, and you can overlook uh, the city of Tel Aviv. And right now, it is the I think the only major prayer tower in in uh, in in Tel Aviv really uh, interceding for for that great city to turn turn to the Lord. But today, you know, uh, we've been connecting with Avi, and and Avi is going to be one of the leaders on the Southern Steps uh, next Sunday at Pentecost. And um, uh, as we've been talking and connecting. Um, you know, there was an amazing story that Avi experienced over the last few years that I think is very relevant for us to understand at this point as we move into this corporate connection between the church and the nations and the body in the land. You know, the, we're we're such a small number of people uh, on the messianic part of the family compared to God's children in the nations now. But yet there's this significant corporate connection that is needed between the church in the nation and the Jewish and Arab believing leadership in the land and the Messianic body and the diaspora as well. And so without further ado, I, I just want to hand it over because I don't want to steal his thunder. Um, and uh, maybe if uh, at the end, Avi, we could maybe pray for you uh, and and also your ministry focus and, and perhaps for Pentecost uh, next weekend. Thank you, Granberry. Thank you so much. Uh, shalom. Can you hear me well? Can yeah. hear you fine. <laughs> shalom. Uh, My name is uh, Avi, short for Avraham, Abraham. And my family name is Mizrahi, with a good Israeli, if you can do that, Hanukkah. <laughs> and uh, Mizrahi means from the east. So I'm Father Abraham from the east, the meaning of my name. Um, to give you a short testimony in, in two minutes, uh, I was born and raised in a Jewish family in Tel Aviv, Jaffa, Israel, and um, finished high school. I joined the army. I was in the Israeli Air Force. And then I decided to go after I did, I've done my duty to my country. I decided to go to America, to explore America, to go to Las Vegas, gamble. <laughs> uh, and um, on my way to Las Vegas, I stopped to visit my sister in Florida. And she's a believer. And she took me to a church. And that's where I heard the gospel for the first of my life in a Baptist church. And I accepted the Lord. And to make a long story short, I was saved, baptized got married, 
and uh, when came back home to Israel after a few months, and I never made it to Las Vegas, and God changed my life totally around. That was uh, 39 years ago. Next year, it will be 40 years. And uh, all I can say that we've seen so much has happened in Israel, wonderful things. Uh, throughout the challenges and the wars, uh, we are seeing uh, the Lord being glorified. We're seeing Jews and Arabs coming to the Lord uh, in the land of Israel. And this is exciting news what God is doing. So that's uh, in two minutes, my short testimony. So I want to turn to uh, the scripture, uh, Psalm 122, verse 6. Many of you know that scripture, 122, verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper, those who love you. And uh, we see this in this scripture very clearly, which is encouraging us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And he's also saying, uh, if, if you want to prosper, you have to love Jerusalem. <laughs> so if you don't want to love Jerusalem, don't love Jerusalem, so don't prosper. <laughs> but if you want to prosper, this, the scripture is very clear. He, he's encouraging you to love Jerusalem and pray. Now, I want to, to say that uh, when I read my Bible, I read my Bible in Hebrew, and there's such a richness in Hebrew. So I want to encourage you, for those who can, learn Hebrew. And, and to read the Bible in Hebrew is so uh, rich. Uh, the word pray for the peace of Jerusalem in Hebrew is Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim. And the word there, Sha'alu, really is in Hebrew uh, to find out, request, uh, inquire. So God is really, uh, in the scripture, is encouraging us to inquire to find out what's going on in Jerusalem so we can pray more specifically to the peace of Jerusalem. Now, why am I um, pondering on this? Let me explain. Um, you see, um, before uh, COVID, Corona hit the world in 2019, 2020. Uh, in 2019, uh, the Ministry of Tourism in Israel was very excited because we've reached 4 million tourists a year, 4 million tourists coming a year to Israel, and they were very happy. Business was booming. All the hotels were full, the tour guides, the bus drivers, the restaurants, and, and, uh, and, and many, many Christians, many millions of Christians will come and visit different places in Israel. And that's wonderful. They are excited to see the scriptures being fulfilled. The Bible becomes alive. And then they go back. And th that's the end of the story because all they've seen is dead stones. But then, <laughs> praise God, there is this uh, one or two percent of belie Christians, believers, they say, when we come to Israel, we want to meet the living stones. We want to find out what is God doing in Israel so that we can find out, build relationship with the body of believers in the land so we can pray more specifically so we can see results as we pray. Now that I like because that's exactly what the scripture is saying. Shalu, find out, inquire, build relationship with those living stones, with those believing believers, Jews and Arabs in the land of Israel, because God is doing a tremendous and tremendous thing in the land of Israel today. Now, I believe this is 
a wonder, a wonderful thing because you see, when I uh, was not a believer, and I came to America, when I came to America in 1984, 39 years ago, you know, I was lost in sin. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go to New York, take a picture with the Statue of Liberty, and then uh, go to Orlando and say hi to Mickey, Mickey Mouse, you know, and then go to Las Vegas and gamble. And that's it. I made it. I've seen America. I know it all. And this is not true. And I believe the right thing to do is when I come to America, for example, I want to meet the believers and find out what is God doing in America on any country in the world. And I believe this is the key, how the Lord wants us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I believe that God's heart is that no one should perish but have everlasting life. God's heart that the prince, he wants the prince of peace, Yeshua, Jesus, the prince of peace, to rule and reign in people's hearts, starting in Jerusalem, the Jewish people, and the Arab people, and all of the Middle East, because Yeshua is our only hope. He's the only one that through him, the prince of peace, we can have, first of all, peace with God and peace with one another. And that's the key. Now, when I look back, I look back when my parents came in 1948, they immigrated from Bulgaria after they survived the Holocaust. And in 1948, when Israel uh, first prime minister, David Ben-Gurion proclaimed independence in Tel Aviv, in um, 14th of May, 1948, and my parents after that immigrated to Israel, met Fanny Love after they survived the Holocaust, got married, and, uh, and then my father had to fight the independence war. And then uh, my sister, me and my brother were born. And uh, I kind of tried to find out how many believers were there in Israel in 1948. Well, statistics said that about 600,000 Jews lived in Israel in 1948, about half a million, 600,000 Jews lived in Israel. But believe, as far as believers, born-again believers, followers of Yeshua, there were very few. And then in 1967, the Six-Day War, I was about uh, a little boy, about seven years old. And, um, you know, we had the, the Six-Day War and Jerusalem became uh, one city and the capital of Israel. And uh, how many believers were there? Well, they say they were very, very handful of small fellowships, handful of small fellowships all over the land of Israel. Now, what has happened today? Well, I remember uh, years ago when we had a conference, 30 years ago, and we had all the believers, a couple hundred believers coming from all over the land that we met at the Baptist village, just outside of Tel Aviv. We were so excited. We all knew each other. We were small bodies, a few hundred believers. But when you walk to the land of Israel today, 2023, there are more than 20,000 believers all over the land of Israel. We have a dear brother, Tom Hess, from the House of Prayer. He did statistics and found out there's almost 500 fellowships all over the land of Israel. I'm talking Hebrew-speaking, Arabic-speaking, some uh, Amharic, Ethiopian, and some Russian-speaking congregations 
all over the land of Israel, what we have seen in the last 20, 30 years, we've seen such an explosion. In other words, such a growth of the body of believers, the body of Messiah, the body of Christ, all over the land of Israel. And this is because of your prayers. God is honoring your prayers as you pray for Israel. And we see the God, the Holy Spirit, removing the veil from the Jewish people, and more and more Jewish people and Arab people coming to the Lord. Now, after I've given this background, what is happening now? Well, let me start with this. In 2010, we had a prayer meeting in Nazareth. Nazareth, you know, it's in Galilee. And there was a large Arab community there that uh, rented a big hall in the hotel there in, in Nazareth. And we said, we're going to have a time of fasting and praying. And they invited the Jewish believers from, from, the, from the rest of the country. And here we were, a few hundred of believers, Jewish and Arab, worshiping in Arabic, worshiping in Hebrew. And after we had a couple hours of worship in that place, we said we're going to have a, we're going to take communion but before we take communion uh, there is some confessions we want to do and we had some arab leaders israeli arab leaders coming on the pulpit and say we want to ask forgiveness from our jewish brothers because so many times the arab world and the arab nations have called for <laughs> jihad have called to want to kill you and hate you and kill you and as an arab I want to identify and ask your forgiveness. So uh, we, the Jewish brothers, we came up to the stage and said, of course, as believers, we forgive. And then I stood up and said, as a native Jewish Israeli, Sabra, which is a native Israeli Jewish pastor, I want to ask your forgiveness from the Arab believers, because many times we in Israel maybe have treated you as second class and the government has not treated you right. And we ask your forgiveness. So the Arab brother pastors will come up and extend forgiveness. And here we were hugging one another, praying for another, repenting to one another for the sins of our, our peoples. And, and then uh, we took communion, serving communion each other. Now, after we did that, I want you to know that our Arab brother said, we're not finished. We still have to do something else. Is they ask all the Arab, all the, the Arab pastors, ask all the Jewish pastors to sit on the front. We all sat down and they brought buckets of water and said, we want to wash your feet. Wow. So here we sat. They were washing our feet. And after we finished washing, they, they finished washing our feet. They said, okay, now we let's celebrate together. So I said, no, no, stop. We're not going anywhere until we, the Jewish pastors, Jewish brothers, we're going to wash your feet as Arabs. Mm -hmm. And many of them said, no, 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 no. Listen, you are a guest in our city. This is our home. You are a guest. You don't have to do this. We have done because we are the host. And we said, yes, that's right. We, we are Nazareth. You are the host. And we appreciate that. But I came up on the stage and I said, I'm sorry, we are not going to continue until you sit down, you Arab pastors, sit down, and we, the Jewish pastors, want to wash your feet as well. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know when we did that, the power of God hit that room. Mm-hmm. 
because there were, we realized there were many, many Arabs who were having a lot of pain. And as we humbled ourselves and washed the feet of the Arab brothers and hugged them and prayed for them, you could see the power of God hitting that, falling in this room. And there were a lot of crying, but then there was tears of joy. And then when we finished that and we hugged one another, our teams, the Jewish teams and Arab teams came on the stage and they started singing together in English. So we could all sing together and we would start singing and worshiping and dancing. Everybody, we just took everybody's hands and we started dancing and worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Yeshua. This is so precious because we, the, the Jewish and Arab believers, we are a minority in Israel. And we face a lot of challenges and persecutions. But what we realize that we need one another, Jew and Arab who live in the land, we need one another to pray together, to take communion together and proclaim that we have one Messiah, one Lord, one King, and his name is Yeshua, Jesus. Now, the reason I share this because we have seen such a growth in the body of Messiah, the body of Christ here in Israel, and again, in about uh, 2016, we had some uh, leaders from the Pacific Islands, from far away Pacific Islands, you know, that's uh, New, New, New Zealand, Australia, Samoa, Fiji, Solomon Islands, Vanuatu, uh, um, New Caledonia, Fiji, all these leaders that say they've come to meet me and some other Israeli leaders and said, we've come every year to the Feast of Tabernacles or the Christian Embassy and to Tom Hess Convocations. And we enjoyed coming to Israel to worship and celebrate. Uh, but uh, uh, in 2017, uh, Israel is going to celebrate uh, 100 years since Balfour Declaration. Uh, for those who may not know, in 1917, there was a very important declaration by UK. It's called the Balfour Declaration, when the, the UK uh, took over the, the land of Palestine and the whole area from the uh, uh, throwing away the, the Turkish Ottoman that was reigning there for, for ruling there for 500 years. The Balfour Declaration said that the land of Palestine at that time is they made a decision this is a homeland for the Jewish people which was a very important decision for the UK empire at that time. And so in 2017, there was a big celebration in Israel. So those leaders from the islanders said, we want to come from the far islands because the gospel has reached us. And now we want to come back from the far islands, the second, the southern side of the world. And we want to come and celebrate with you, the Jewish brothers. 100 years of Balfour Declaration and, uh, and worship with you during the Feast of Tabernacles. So I told them, well, uh, if you want to do a conference, you're welcome. You know, there's so many Christian organizations that do conferences in Israel. You're welcome to do it and uh, we'll come. We'll send us an invitation we'll come. And they said, oh, brother, you don't understand. We are people of protocol. So we said, well, explain us. They said, well, if you come to our island, you know, New Zealand, uh, Samoa, Solomon Islands, and all these islands in the Pacific. When you come, we have a ritual called protocol where we come to, when you come to Ireland in our language, we have a ceremony where we ask you, are you coming in peace and shalom or are you coming in war? And of course you're coming in peace. So we welcome you and then we give you a gift. 
we give you flowers or we give you a gift and we honor you and then we let you speak uh, to us. And this is protocol and we honor you and welcome you because we have the authority over our island. Now we want to come from the far islands to Israel, but we have no authority over your land. You have, you the Israelis, you have the authority of the land. You have to take your place and organize a conference, send us an invitation, and we will come and join you. And we said, me and another few other Israeli leaders said, wait a minute, um, I don't think we have the budget for to organize a conference. It's very expensive in Israel. Cost of living is very expensive. And we don't have the staff. I don't know if we're able to do that. Uh, but you know what? We'll, we'll pray about it and get back to you. But then I had the, the chutzpah. Chutzpah in Hebrew means we had guts. I had the guts and I told the leaders of the Pacific Islands, well, if we are not ready to do this, are you still going to come and do your conference in, in Jerusalem? So this guy, Milo, is a big Samoan guy. He stood up, rose up, and he said, if you don't invite us, we don't come, period. So, <laughs> so he put us in a place that we had to make a choice. So we, the leader said, okay, with Israeli leaders, we said, let us pray, we'll get back to you. Give us a few weeks, give us a month. So we met, we prayed twice. And every time the Lord said, yes, it's your time. Take your place. So we said, okay, we'll do that. <laughs> we didn't have a budget, we didn't have the, uh, the staff, but we knew this is of God. And we had three months to organize it, which is mission impossible. But to make a long story short, we looked everywhere in Jerusalem, everything was booked. Four months and six months in advance, everything was booked. There was no place to meet in Jerusalem. <laughs> it's like almost, you know, like the story of Jesus, not born, <laughs> had to be go to be born in Bethlehem. So. And of course, we couldn't do it in Bethlehem because it's Palestinian, I cannot go there. So we prayed and the Lord led me to the place of Kiryat Yarim, which is on the way to Jerusalem. And you remember the story of David, in, in the, King David, he was trying to bring the Ark of the Covenant up and he did, did it wrong. And Uzzah held it and he died. And then they left it in Kiryat Yarim and he didn't know what to do until David inquired of the Lord. He realized that he did it wrong. So he went back and took the tabernacle, and every second step, seventh step, he worshipped and did an altar to the Lord, and the Lord told me, go and do it there. Don't rush to Jerusalem. Take your time. Worship me, and, 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 and build an altar. So we went to Kriyat Yarim, and we met with the mayor of, Moshe, of the uh, village called Abu Ghosh, which is a Muslim <laughs> village on the way to Jerusalem. Precious people there, wonderful people. And the mayor said, we welcome you. And we did the conference right there in, in the sports center. They never had a conference there with the sports center. And the mayor of Abu Ghosh welcomed us, and we were about a 1,000 people. And here we were about, I would say, 100, 150 Israeli leaders welcoming every time an island and they did a protocol, they did their dance, they did their blessings, they brought gifts, and then we gave them gifts. It took a whole day just doing protocol and honoring those, those special tribes, I call them, from the different islands. 
And as they did that, they they said, we are so happy that you, our elder brother, have invited us to come and we are here to worship with you, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That was so special. It's as if they were honoring us, taking our place as elder brother, and we're inviting them to worship with us as the one you meant. And since then, 2017, this has been six years now, we have been faithfully, we in Israel, we have decided that every month we meet to pray, worship and pray, and pray very specifically for the salvation of Israel and to pray for our government. Because our government is as lost <laughs> as lost can be. They need our prayers. So for every month, we'll meet for two hours and we pray and be open to the Holy Spirit. And every time the Lord will direct us and we were like, we are like a moving tabernacle. Every time we meet in a different congregation all over Israel, from the south to the north, every time we meet in another place. And then the Lord spoke to us to have another conference in 2019 in Nazareth. And I want to take just another few minutes and, and share this with you because this is so powerful. Because we as uh, Israeli believers and Israeli pastors, we always appreciate Christians coming from all over the world praying for Israel. And, 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 and praying, you know, that for our people. And, and we have the ones who rejected Yeshua, Jesus. My everybody remembers that we rejected Jesus at the cross, our leadership, our rabbis, you know, the chief high priest. They rejected him and so said, we have Caesar. We, we, we don't need the Jesus, you know. And, and, but really, when we prayed, we said, wait a minute, where was Jesus rejected by his own people first? Nazareth. Remember in the New Testament, I believe in Luke, when it was time, when Jesus was, Yeshua was ready, he went to a synagogue. Well, he grew up in Nazareth. This was his, his village where he grew up, his friends, his family. And that's the synagogue he went every Shabbat. He's the rabbi there. So he opened the scroll and I read Isaiah 60, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has called me. And as he was reading this, then he rolled it back and said, now it's being fulfilled in front of your eyes. Well, instead of them embracing him and getting excited, what did they do? They were mad. And they were pushing him to, all the way to the cliff, and they were ready to throw him and kill him. Indeed, the scripture, a prophet is not known as an old city. <laughs> Definitely. And he was ready to start his ministry and do miracles upon miracles and lead the people the way, the way, the truth, and the life. So we felt that we need to go to Nazareth. And, it's, and we, the, the Jewish believers, the Israelites, the Israelis, we need to repent for rejecting him right there. So we did. So in um, December of 2019, we had a conference in Nazareth, Welcome the King of Glory. And we have, again, people from the islanders coming to stand with us. And almost a thousand people showed up again. And then we went, we walked to, the, to that cliff where they said tradition, that's probably the cliff that they want to throw him. And we said, we're just going to repent for a few minutes and pray and then go back to the conference room and uh, share communion with everybody. Well, <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we thought. As we went there to the hill, and we, the Jewish Israeli pastors, 
and leaders, we start praying and repenting, and we just laid on the floor, right there on that cliff, crying and asking God to forgive us for rejecting Yeshua, our own prophet, our own Messiah. And I want you to know when we did that, the Spirit of God fell on that place, and we were there crying for an hour. More than an hour, we just laying there crying to the Lord. And then we had our Arab brother standing with us, saying, we are standing with you, and we are repenting for uh, uh, for." For many times talking about replacement theology, trying to replace you. And then we had from the nations, leaders from the nations coming around us saying, yes, and we want to repent for replacement theology because the church has not replaced Israel. We are here to stand with you as one body. And as there was, we were there for three hours crying, praying. And after we did that, we went back to the conference room to the hotel. And we served communion. And after we served communion, we proclaimed that we have one, one, one Lord and one King, and his name is Yeshua. And after we had time of repentance, taking communion and proclaiming, we blew the shofars and we start singing with the trumpets, blowing, Baruch Haba B'Shem Adonai, which means, blessed are you who come in the name of the Lord, welcoming Yeshua to his city, Nazareth, where he grew up, and welcoming back, and welcoming back to the country, and welcoming back to Jerusalem to reign and rule. And I tell you, it was so, the presence of God was so wonderful, was so strong in that room. We felt that God in heaven is so excited to see the one you man, Jew and Gentile, coming together as one body, proclaiming there is one head, one Lord. And I believe this is, this is so exciting that I believe that we have come to such a time as this, that the body of believers in the land of Israel have come to a place of maturity and grown, that we are saying for 2,000 years, the body of Christ was half. For 2,000 years, the body of Christ was mostly Gentile. But now the Jewish part is growing up and is coming to a place ready to break down the walls of partition between us mm-hmm. and coming together as one body saying, we are one in the Messiah Jesus and we are here to welcome the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come and it's time for the Holy We believe it's time for the Holy Spirit to remove the veil from the Jewish people that they will see Yeshua as the Jewish Messiah. We believe the same way for the Muslim world, that the Muslims will realize that Isa, Yeshua, is not just a prophet. He is the prophet, the Messiah, the sacrifice that was gave his life for their sin, and he loves them so much. And only through him, Jew and Arab, Jew and Gentile, can come together and love one another and worship him as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen, Avi. <clears throat> Thank you so much, brother. We're going to hear more from Avi next week, actually, on the Southern Steps, uh, and he will be also be involved in the other events um, around the Southern Steps next weekend. Just a note before we before we come to the end of the hour here. You know, Avi talked about uh, moving the ark 
and um, David having to get it right. And just think for a moment when Avi shared the how the Holy, when the Holy Spirit fell. And there's something significant for us here because obviously when, when we came together, when he came together with the Arab believing body and they they washed each other's feet, it wasn't just one or the other, but they they came in a place of servitude. We call that the Tao ministry in the Romans 911 teachings, the ministry of the Tao, where we wash each other's feet uh, and come in this place of servitude. And it was there that the Holy Spirit moved and released his presence and his glory. And there's something significant for us here in the church now to recognize that as small as the body is in the land compared to the body in the nations, this is how Abba looks at his family, to the to the Jew first and then to the Greek. There's a firstborn child and then all of the other children. And the father is calling his family to himself. So when we come in this place of servitude and honor, which I believe is also uh, but we're carrying the right spirit in, in going to Israel, uh, to the Israeli and Arab believing body and wanting to really connect with them in partnership, but also honoring and understanding that this is their land and they are the priests and we are coming into their territory. So we want to invite their blessing, and but also, which is key to us and a new piece is the partnership that we need to begin to enter into between uh, God's children from the nations, between the church and the corporate Israel body. And this is something that is 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 a significant piece to the Abba's heart. And I believe just as the Holy Spirit fell the way Avi explained to us, as Jew and Arab came together, as we come together corporately, this is going to be another release of the presence of the Lord, because we are beginning to, to do this the way the Father wants us to do it, which is in a place of love, honor, respect, liberty, and servitude. And so, Avi, thank you so much, brother. Edward, thank you so much for your teaching as well.